Hi, my name is Stephanie Pletka, and I'm here to navigate the messy parts of motherhood. I'm a small-town mom of four who took a parenting blog and wrote a book to help moms find the goodness in the hard places, to chase their dreams, and write their story. So sit tight in the carpool lane. You know what I'm talking about, mamas. Comfortable in those yoga pants and get ready to be encouraged. This is the Motherhood Mindset with Stephanie Pletka. Hi, guys. I want to thank all the people who prayed for me, inspired, and encouraged me along the way. You guys, I'm bringing you on the journey today. I felt the hugs and the love, and today we're going to celebrate. We made it. Woohoo! We did it. Are you ready? This is the Motherhood Mindset with Stephanie Pletka. Okay, I drove with a rat in my minivan for 17 days. Can you believe that? Has anybody else had a rat in their minivan? Girls, I decided, I just had a baby, and I thought, you know what? I need to lose some weight. I didn't give myself grace, you know, that space, that time to just take it for yourself. And I thought in my head I needed to look like my college days. So I bought this online diet food, you know, and, and I went to eat it and it was like this macaroni that the more you, the more you cooked it, the crunchier it got. (laughs) So I was like, I can't eat this. So I put it in my garage. And when I did, a rat got in it. This rat got into the box and he's eating his way through. And he was like, "Ugh, this stuff is horrible. So you know what he did? He jumped in my car because I had plenty of things like Cheerios and chicken nuggets and all the things. So I didn't know he was in my car. This was Christmas time, and I'm just driving down the road, and suddenly I'm with my girlfriend, and we're going to have a girls' night out with the friends, and suddenly I heard what sounded like gravel, like like a box of rocks falling out of my car, like the uh, the engine, and so I pull over, and I open it up, and you're not going to believe what I saw. I saw a rat's nest, and it was made of a gym sock, a diaper, and a red toddler t-shirt. I am not kidding you. So I get back in the car and I'm driving away and I'm like, what am I going to do here? I'm driving with a rat in my minivan. Can you imagine how scared I was? This thing, how big is it? When is it going to come out? And so anyway, I took it to, uh, I called insurance company and I was like, hey, can you help me get this rat out? And they're like, no, if he eats wires, we can do that, but we can't help you get this thing out. So I drove to one of those like tire places and I had them change the tires. And I was like, oh, by the way, um, there's a rat in my minivan. And they were like, what? This one guy left. He was so scared. (laughs) And the other guy's like, oh, this is a challenge. And so they did one of those smoke bombs in the car. And and then they had had lunch and they had pizza. And he puts the pizza all in the car on these paper plates. And the next day he goes, boom, we did it. Successful. The rat's gone. How do you know? He said, oh, because he didn't eat the pizza. So I was like, okay. So the next day, we went on a little trip, on a vacation. We took the rat with us. The rat was on it with us. How did we know? There was toilet paper. He had ripped in little jibbles from the front to the back of the car. He had gone on the road trip with us. And so the next day, we are um, getting ready to go to school. It's the first day of school. And you know how, guys, do you know how, like, you're packing all the kids to go to school, but only one kid 
is old enough to go to school, but you still have all the car seats. Well, I had four kids under seven years old. I'm packing them all up. And I was like, the night, the weekend before, I put rat traps all in the car. I mean, who wouldn't do that, right? That's what you do when you have a rat in your car. You put rat traps in it. So I put rat traps from front to back all in the car. And then I realized I had to take the kids to school. And I was late, you know, coming in hot to carpool. And I threw all the kids in the car seat. And I'm like, do not step on the rat traps. Do not. Okay. And they're like, okay, mom, the little ones couldn't touch anything anyway. But the first grader, he could. So I was like, just be careful. And as we're pulling into carpool, there it was. Y'all are not going to believe this. The principal decided, a new principal decided to do a meet and greet at our school. I'm, really? Are you kidding me? Today? I mean, I'm in my Bon Jovi shorts, uh, tank top and shorts, and I'm wearing flip-flops. I mean, I got a hair, you know, my, my hair's in a bun. We come in, and, and the door opens up. You know those minivan doors, Mama. You know what I'm talking about? The door opens up, and there he is. He's like, well, hey, guys, it's nice to meet you. I'm Principal Rogers. And as soon as he goes to, like, shake the little kid's hand, bam, It the rat trap grabs the end of his foot, like the, that tough part of his shoe. And he's like, Mom, Mom, <laughs> oh, my God, <laughs> Mom, I stepped in a rat trap. And I'm like, you stepped in the rat, tra- rat trap? I said, buddy, I told you don't do that. Now he's making us look bad, right? He, you know those moms where you're just like, I just want to look good in front of the principal. So he steps on the rat trap. And the principal is trying to shake our hands. Water bottles are falling out out the window, out the front, out the side door. And he, I decide just to take off. Like, okay, we've said hi. I decide to take off. And when I do that, the door stops closing and it starts opening again. <laughs> Y'all, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> Could the day get worse? And then Mr. Rogers starts chasing us and he's like, do you want the water bottles? And I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> oh my God. And when I got home two miles, I drove, I'm sitting in my driveway and guys, I just start crying. I start crying because I'm thinking about all the lies that I've told myself. You know, that it's not somebody at Target that stopped me and said, you stink as a mom. No, it was me and my Southern accent. And what I heard was, you're not enough. That somebody else could be doing a better job raising your kids. That you should be further along in life. You know, it was just that you are not enough. And I sat there and I just started praying and asking God to help me because I felt not qualified. How did I get to this place? And in Ephesians 2.10, it says that you were created as a masterpiece to do great things. You. He didn't say, "Eh, you're enough. You're okay. You'll do. You are a masterpiece created to do great things. Look. Life is full of highs and lows, circumstances that we cannot control. If we reside in a place of, well, what life could look like instead of what life is, we're going to be in a constant state of disappointment and, you know, unmet expectations. You know, you set the tone for your family and everybody will suffer. See, if we can't embrace the goodness in the hard places, Guys, 
I want you to think about this today. Look at this. The goodness in the hard places. There was our principal standing there waiting to greet us. We've got a community of people. When I got in the driveway, the kids were giggling. They thought the rat, the rat trap on the end of the foot, their brother's foot, was the funniest thing they had ever seen. We have got to give ourselves grace. All right? So today, I'm going to give you three ways to create a more fulfilled, unstuck life. Are you ready? You got a piece of paper? Are you thinking about this? Let's go. Number one, find space to breathe. We have to create breathing room to rest, to reset, to re-strategize. You know, it's important to hear our own voice, to hear God's voice. We've got to have that space to breathe. You know what that creating breathing room is, that margin? It's between, it's the margin between the road and the cliff's edge. Have you ever gotten so close to the cliff's edge and, and you just feel like your blood pressure is going to rise because of all the craziness in your family and your life? The, you're the chaos coordinator, right? That's one of your many roles. And here you are, you're, you're, it's like you're on a road, and as you veer off the road a little bit, you hear those little, uh, little ba-bump, 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 and it's warning you, hey, stay the course, get back on the road, you're close to the margin, the cliff's edge. And that's just a warning telling you, you know, get back. And so with breathing room, we've got to do that. And what does that look like? What does breathing room look like for you? For me, it might look like just reading my Bible, journaling, praying, meditating. For me also, and this is one of my favorites, I love to sit on the back porch swing. I mean, because I'm Southern, you know. I told my husband when I moved here, I had to have a back porch swing because that's just the way I roll. And that brings me happiness. And so maybe you can find something in your hard place of life that brings you happiness. So for me, I love to get in the car And I love to listen to a little Aerosmith, a little Florida Georgia line, you know, put those in and drink my favorite latte and just sing songs over and over. That just brings me happiness. So what brings you happiness? What is that thing? Think about it now. What are some things I can incorporate in my life that bring me happiness? When you were growing up, did you love to climb a tree? I did that the other day. I'll I'll be honest, I didn't have any kids with me. And I had a few people looking like, (laughs) what is she doing? (laughs) Where are her kids? Oh, they're over there. But um, have you, maybe you painted when you were growing up. You painted and you loved to do that and inspired you. But you haven't done it in a while. Why? We get so caught up in life and we forget to do those things that bring us joy. So... Write down what brings you joy today, and let's get going. Because breathing room, space to breathe, is vital to setting the tone for your family. Number two, are you ready? Self-care. Now, I know people are like, ah, self-care. Quit talking about that. Here's the thing. Let's reframe self-care as maintenance. What? I don't have time for me. I'm trying to change the world. I'm trying to keep kids out of the road and keep them alive between preschool and productive citizen, right? But just like that Formula One, have you ever seen Formula One drivers? They are going, you know, they've got like 
I don't know, 300 miles to go. They've got 300 laps. They've got to circle around. But what do they do? They have to stop like two or three times and get new tires. You can't just go, go, go. you got to pull back, girl, and get maintenance. See, if you don't fuel a car, or have you ever had a phone that's, that's not charged? Oh, it's like just a big old paperweight, right? It it does nothing for you. You can't send emails or texts with the car. You can't drive. You can't listen to music. It's worthless. And so that's the way it is for you because, Mama, you are the hub to communication. You are the head of the house, household. You set the tone for the family. And when you are sidelined, when you're sick because you didn't take care of yourself, it affects everyone when you feel bad when you feel mad when you're snarky when you come in and the dog even the dog knows like something is going on right the dog is like the barometer for uh uh-oh he runs back and tells the family like this ain't gonna be good tonight (laughs) okay so humans are not meant to grind all day every day so let's stop that we need nature We need space to paint, to design, to create, to fuel, right? We need friends to laugh with. Mama, you are more than the roles you play. You are just a girl with a ton of responsibilities. Sideline yourself to receive maintenance. Okay? Sideline yourself to receive maintenance. This is going to make for a better you. Because, listen, being a mom should be a game that's not a game of suffrage. I'm going to repeat this. Being a mom is not a game of suffrage. Your kids are looking at you. They're looking at the parents, and they're going, do they like their life? I mean, are they going to want to grow up and be parents and have kids and grandkids? If you look like you're not even enjoying yourself, I mean, come on. Look, we can create a life that's custom. We can write our own story. What would that look like for you? Let's think about that for a minute. Would it look like you taking an RV across country during the summer? Would it look like tent camping or even maybe taking a walk? Start taking walks after dinner? Like what can that be that you invest in your kids that they say, mom loves her job? The other day, my daughter dropped milk out of the refrigerator and you can imagine i mean that thing busted it exploded it hit everything in in the whole area right and when it did my first thought was i wanted to just be like you know what are you doing get out of here you know it's just the way we think right it's just an immediate reaction but instead i said you know what it happens to all of us look at that look at i did something and i told her what i did the other day And she said, that's right, Mom, I'm going to give myself grace. And I thought, what a great idea. I'm just going to give myself grace. And, you know, that is what a good example that is to our kids, that if they say that, if they giggle about, they have unconditional love in their heart. They wear these little rose-colored glasses, and they don't see all the stuff we do wrong. They don't see that we are hustling for our worth that we are allowing the to-do list to become our boss. And the minute that we do all the things right and that last thing we do wrong, we grab that like it's the worst thing that ever happened. And we say, oh, I'm a terrible mom. I'm not enough. So listen, 
I want you today to pick yourself up by the bootstraps and I want you to see yourself like your kids see you. I want you to pick yourself up and just start laughing about the thing, whatever it is, because in the long run, you are creating relationships with your kids. If you're the first one to be like, you wrote on your hands and all over the wall, what were you thinking? And you holler at them. Look, it's a wall. We can paint that sucker in a heartbeat. Like there's who doesn't have paint somewhere. You can frame it. You can do something. But we are either building relationships with our kids or we are walking away from them where they feel like this is not a safe place. What you're doing, Mama, is bigger than the thing. What you're doing is bigger than the to-do list. Look, there is always something to uh, mow and cut and bills to pay, there's always those things going on, right? But life is not perfect. It's just maintenance. If we can see it for just that, then then the setting the tone for the family creates a happier, more fulfilled, unstuck you. All right? Okay. So let's just uh, talk about this a second. Number one was find space to breathe. Okay? Number two is to sideline yourself for maintenance. All right? You're already thinking about that thing that you're going to do to take care of you, to take care of them, right? All right. Are you ready for number three? What could it be? Own your tone. See, you set the tone for the family. You have so much power. You know when they say when uh, mama's happy, a happy, happy wife, happy life, it's so true. Everybody knows that. That's a thing. When mama's happy, things are going well. When she's not happy, oh, it's a sad day in paradise. So, mama, I was in a drive-thru a while back in Starbucks, in the drive-thru, in the coffee lane. And have you ever texted? You you text, and instead of texting with your hands, like your fingers, like da-da-da-da, I will text with my voice and say, hey, guys, did you get the laundry done? Hey, we need to go to CVS to get poster paper. So I, I voice my text. So I'm driving through the coffee shop and the lady's like, how can I help you? And I said, yes. Um, do you have pumpkin spice latte? Question mark. And the woman's like, <laughs> I thought, did she, did she know if I, did she hear me say question mark? <laughs> and I'm silent for a second, and then she goes, why, yes, we do, period. <laughs> and so as I'm going to the drive-thru, she says, like, how was your day? What are you doing? And I was like, oh, it's a writing day. I'm writing a book. And, y'all, my hair was in the worst. Like, I think it was in the bun from two days earlier, and I had gone to Jabs, which, holler out to Scottsdale, Jabs kickboxing is amazing. Go there every day. Anyway, so I had just gone to Jabs. I still had makeup from the day before, like the black eyeliner that's smeared. And she says, so what are you writing? And, and I said, oh, I'm just writing, writing a book. And she said, oh, really? Well, what's the book on? And I look back at my smeared windows that look like a pack of wolves have licked them. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm writing a book. It's called Living Your Best Life. You should have seen her face. She was like, oh, really? <laughs> Your best life, huh? And I was like, you know what? Sometimes we don't look like where we're headed. That's it. 
look, I can I, I, I can see things two, two different ways. I can see that I got a minivan and this is just a season of life. I can see that if the kids are screaming in the back, I got a little TV I can bring down and they can watch it. I can see that like, hey, you know what? If they're all squalling or they're like, we're hungry and we just haven't made it to wherever we're going to soccer practice or all the activities. There are chicken nuggets somewhere in that car. There's a, a French fry somewhere in that car. And let me tell you, when you got to step up, Mama, you will do some hard things. <laughs> right? Am I right? You guys, either you're going, wow, this lady makes me feel so good about myself. Or you're going, me too, I hope. So we can look at things two different ways. Just like with the principal, we can go, look, I've got community or Okay, I've got a rat in my minivan, and I'm doing the best I can, right? Or then you can be down on yourself. But the kids are watching you. The kids are watching you. The other day, my daughter, she was, uh, this has been a while back, she was four. I had played tennis, and I had hurt my wrist, and so I wrapped it up in this little bandage. And there was a little bit left in the bathroom. And I came out. She's jumping in the car, so happy, got her little pink nails, you know, shining. She's just a happy child. She gets in the car and she's got the same bandage on in the same place. And she just wanted to be like mama. And as I say that, (laughs) it's, it's the sweetest thing because I want her to feel like being a mama is a good thing. I want her to have that desire to go, hey, mom thinks she's awesome. I'm awesome. We're all awesome. Right? Because we are setting the tone for our family. So Ephesians 2.10, I'm going to remind you, it says you are a masterpiece created to do great things. Hey, we need to pray and read the word because we don't want to be away from the owner's manual, the owner's manual, because when we're close to God, that's when you feel your your best. That's when you feel like, hey, you know, we're fist bumping. Things are going to be okay because you've got your support system, right? So I just want to remind you of that today. And sometimes when you feel like quitting, do not quit. Galatians 6, 9 says, in due season, you will reap a harvest of blessing if you don't give up. Hey, I'm from the South and we love those rope swings, right? We, we love our rope swings. So it, it looks like, you know, you, you get in your boat and you drive along the banks and you've got these huge boulders and you're climbing up an embankment and everything in your head, your mama would say, don't do this, you do it. And it's got like six different old raggedy ski ropes tied together, right? And you are, it's very precarious. You grab a hold of that ski rope and you jump. You jump, you swing off, right? And when you do that, there's that hard part in the middle where there's that dip. The dip in the swing, that's where the heaviest part, it's like whatever your weight is times like four. I mean, I'm not scientific here. I'm making this up, but it is heavy. And, you know, when you swing out, you think, oh, dear God, I'm not going to make it. When you swing out, that's the part where your husband's always out of town and the kids need like emergency care. And they fall off the the trampoline or they do something right. And you're like, dear God, help me. That is the hard part in the swing where you're like, is our is our marriage going to make it? Are we going to build this dream with our our business? Are are we going to make it? So, look, it's not like a marathon where, you know, you're going to run twenty six point two miles. It's not like that at all. You don't know when the end is. And every season is different. 
But I want to remind you, do not give up Galatians 6, 9. Okay. And here's a third scripture that's my favorite. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Girl, it ain't you. Name, put yourself in there. It's through Christ who gives me strength. Okay. So I'm here to remind you that you have what it takes. I will be here to be your biggest cheerleader, your greatest fan. To, I want to remind you that life is not perfect. It's just maintenance. All right. So if you want, if you will, I would ask you to go to the show and do a review. Five star rating would be great. I'm not going to tell you what to do. But hey, if I help out at all, then do uh, do a review for me. Do like a little picture, you know, and a screenshot and post it to Instagram. I'm at Stephanie Pletka, P as in Paul, L-E-T-K-A, Stephanie Pletka. Or you could just go to Stephanie Pletka and subscribe for tips and hacks on living a happier, freer, unstuck life. I mean, who doesn't want that, right? You could grab a copy of my book or download the, you know, you could download the Audible for Moms on the Go. But guys, it's time to create the change. It's time to be the change. Here's to living your best life. This is the Motherhood Mindset with Stephanie Pletka.